Welcome to the Vital Dome Podcast for Tuesday, May 5th. S&P futures are trading up about 19 points. That's about 65 basis points. They are at 28.43. That is off the overnight high of 28.65. And the reason they're off the overnight high was because of a ruling that came out of a German court concerning the ECB's quantitative easing program. So just to get that out of the way, that's probably the biggest macro development this morning thus far. Um, the ruling sounds more negative than I think it is. The ruling um, is asking the Bundesbank, which is obviously a component of the ECB, to justify the bond purchases under the main PSPPQE program. Uh, and they're giving them a three-month window to do so, or else they will not be able to participate. Um, again, I think it's a lot more negative than it sounds. I do not think this will curtail ECB activity. It sounds like there is enough wiggle room in this decision. ECB will be able to continue. And most importantly, this does not apply to the PEPP, which is the new bond buying program the ECB has unveiled to address coronavirus-related um, issues or fallout, rather. So that PEPP is the main policy tool at the moment with um, under which the ECB is buying bonds. And again, that is not covered with this ruling. So I think it is. Um, it just creates kind of a lot more confusion this morning than I think it's it's worth. So I have more in my piece this morning on on the on this ruling, but I do not think it is going to materially draw, uh, alter the ECB policy. It is causing the dollar to rally. The euro is getting hit on it, and German, I'm sorry, Italian yields, ten-year Italian yields are up small on it. So you're not really seeing dramatic market fallout, but it is causing some disruption. So that is the biggest macro development by far. I think if you fast forward to 4:30 and earlier, where where futures had a very solid rally. Um, it's a little inexplicable. I came in this morning and I looked at the screens and I was very confused as to why markets were rallying the way they were. Um, you know, a lot of that, a lot of the news wires are citing "quote unquote" reopening. Um, you know, I thought we had left this behind, but apparently not. So there were, you know, New York yesterday, California yesterday, Hong Kong this morning, Germany this morning are all um, unveiling reopening policies, procedures, etc. Again, this is largely consistent with expectations. Everyone knows the world is reopening right now in the U.S. and in Europe. They're doing it uh, in a phased manner. They are going to be looking at corona statistics to see if they spike in response. But you are seeing reopening announcements occur. Um, you know, I think stocks should, should should not rally in response to them, but um, they are at least for this morning. Um, so that is one one driver uh, of the rally being cited. Another one is, you know, quote unquote, positive linearity. So you had a bunch of earnings reports out of the U.S. last night, out of Europe this morning. Avis, Hugo Boss, Shake Shack in particular, are all commenting on positive linearity. I just think that it certainly is encouraging that you're seeing um, sales trends recover from the trough of, of early April. But I think you have to put this into context. So for Avis to say that revenues are going from down 90 to down 80%, or Hugo Boss to say that Q2 revenues will fall 50%, but they will fall by less than Q3, um, or Shake Shack, again, they're giving you weekly comps, but you're still talking about comps that are down 40 plus percent. So you are seeing improvement from where, um, you know, the trough of early April. But I think, again, you kind of have to put all that into context and look at the absolute numbers. Um, and I think positive linearity just as reopening. They are they're positive developments, but I feel that they've kind of run their course. They're, they're worn out as far as issues um, or as excuses to buy stocks, in my opinion. Um the rest of European earnings this morning, you know, there were a lot of European earnings this morning. I would say Repsol and Total, which are two big energy companies, both of them are rallying. Energy equities are one of the strongest groups in Europe this morning. 
Um, both of them left their dividends unchanged. So remember, uh, Royal Dutch Shell cut its dividend last week. There have been a lot of concerns about dividends in the energy industry, given what's occurred. So the fact that Repsol and Total, which again are two majors in the re- in, in Europe, the fact that they kept their dividends unchanged is um, is a positive, and those stocks are rallying a lot. BNP Paribas had earnings this morning. That stock is rallying as well. The numbers in Q1 were fine. Um, no, their commentary was not particularly bullish. They're talking about earnings this year being down 15 to 20%. And they said that they do not anticipate GDP returning to 2019 levels until 2022. So obviously, they're um, anticipating a very, very gradual recovery for the global economy, far from a V-shaped rebound. Um, there were a lot of U.S. reports out last night, like I said. Um, I have them all detailed in the Vital Dawn this morning. Um, AIG was was one of the bigger ones. Skyworks was another big one. Again, check out the Vital Dawn for all the details on those. Um, for today's session, the focus will be, again, on earnings. So the big ones tonight, um, the biggest one tonight will probably be Disney. And you also have the video game companies, ATVI, uh, along with Electronic Arts. Um, and then the rest of this week, like I said yesterday, it's really just kind of winding down this earnings season. Um, I do not think the economic data this week will be particularly important, um, especially the Friday jobs report. The claims number on Thursday will be a little bit more interesting. And then, and then, like I said, I think May and June are going to be dominated by just sell-side conferences. We're going to have a, a litany of executives giving updates on business trends. And we'll have to hear more about whether this whole positive linearity theme is continuing. Um, or if you're seeing it stall out. And again, I think markets have to uh, just appreciate kind of the absolute numbers versus just um, you know the percent change or the headline. Um, on the U.S. stimulus front, Congress is returning. So the, the Senate is back uh, this week. The House is supposed to come back next week. And they are working on a fifth stimulus bill. Um, you know, the numbers are, are already north of a trillion dollars. There is pushback from Republicans. Democrats want an enormous amount of money for state and local budgets, which have been decimated by the crisis. Um, you know, it looks like you're probably going to get a fifth stimulus bill. It probably will not be as easy as the first four have been. Um, I think it will be very interesting to see if you start to see any pushback from markets, though, because the Treasury yesterday published an updated issuance schedule, um, and the numbers are just extraordinary. Not necessarily shocking, given that we've already seen the stimulus numbers that have been enacted, and we know the deficits, um, but the issuance numbers are are enormous. And so it will be interesting to see if the market can absorb all that paper. Um, also, at the same time that the, tre- that the Fed, is, rather, is tapering its treasury purchases. Um, you know, I don't think you're necessarily going to see a, a you know, a, a, a bond crisis, but, you know, to the extent yields do tick higher in response to all this, um, you know, that does show you that there will be a check that there is a limit to fiscal stimulus. Um, you know, if you if you pass another trillion dollar bill, you're talking about numbers, you know, north of four and a half trillion dollars as far as stimulus just in one fiscal year. Um, and that is a, that's an extraordinary amount of paper that, um, you know, the market will have to absorb. So that those are the main themes and trends for this morning. Like I said, ECB at 4.30, that German ECB decision is probably the biggest macro development. I think that it is really not um, super monumental. I'm not sure why stocks were higher before that hit. Um, I continue to think that anything above 2,800 in this market should be faded. It just does not justify it. I do not think investors should be getting very... Um, should not be celebrating these reopening headlines or positive linearity. I think that you need to kind of look at 
the economic normalization process that's much more important rather than reopening. Um, and again, the positive linearity is certainly encouraging, but you're still talking about numbers well below pre-crisis levels. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.